are listening to Feel Good Podcast with your hosts, Sylvia and Julie. Here, we will be exploring the topic of health and wellness and what it means to truly heal and feel good in your body. We believe that the emotional and spiritual work is at the heart of healing. Tune in. Hey guys, just a really quick little special announcement before we go into our next podcast. We have got Soul School coming October 8th. I am so excited about Soul School. It is the overall teachings of what we're trying to connect with people with. Absolutely. It's very much the culmination of both Sylvia's journey, my journey, and we're bringing it to the masses. We're bringing it to all of us. I'm not even going to say all of you. We're bringing it to all of us because this is a forever evolution, but it's really around um, such basic principles of removing limiting beliefs, removing conditioning, and how more effectively and more often can we tap into the truth of who we are, that soul's voice, that that inner wisdom. Beautiful. So excited. So we are opening up our doors for, well, our doors are actually now open for Soul School. We're going to start Soul School October 8th. Monday night, live group Zoom calls. Uh, This is going to be an amazing journey. So join us. Please do. Thanks everybody for tuning in for yet another episode of the Feel Good Podcast. Super psyched to have you as always. Today we are talking to Laura Goldstein. She is an amazing therapist who's just a master facilitator of helping individuals and families um, in their awareness and discovery of all aspects of their inner being. And we're going to explain more about what that really means, right? But what a fantastic thing to be able to do to do with people. And thanks for being on the on the podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be here with you, both of you beautiful Yay. women. Absolutely. Exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. Um, you know, a lot of what we've been doing is just asking people how they came to their work. So if you take yourself back, because I know you've been doing um, beautiful therapy work for how long now? Um, it's been like over 20 years. I've actually been a quote unquote therapist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much more to it than that, right? Right. Um, but what, what brought you to it all those years ago? What was the, what was the journey to the beginning, if you will? The journey, I have to, I have to give credit to my parents who really were huge guides, um, in this professional choice for me. They just saw my connection with people and friends and constantly being curious, being curious with Mm. people, asking questions. They always said, you get so much information out of people, Laura. How do you do it? And it's really, curiosity has been the thing. So they really guided me to just hone in on this skill and sent me away on that kind of journey, which I pursued and got my master's in social work and just did all of those academic steps. But I would say that they did a huge service to me by seeing me for that, seeing me as that connector. I love that too. Yeah. So when was that age for you? When was the age where like, okay, this is the direction that I want to head into? Um, I would say in high school was really, and I had this vision that I was like, I'm going to walk and talk with people. I lived across the street from a park in Toronto, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to take people on walks, and we're going to learn about things, and that was like my first vision of it. That's so cool. I love it. I love the word curiosity, too. I think it's like, like, to me, it's a spiritual word, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if we can get into curiosity every single day of our life, we're doing something right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's a game changer. If you can be curious every single day, multiple times a day, I think 
think you can learn so much about yourself and other people. Yeah, that's the one word I would say over and over and over again to anyone is to be curious. And, and I love that um, that idea of being curious about other people, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was a big pull for you. Was Huge. the curiosity of other people? Was it the dynamics of how they lived, or do you know where that curiosity? It was kind of stemming from you, you, where, where they live, what they did, how did they? Why did they do this? Why? 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 How come? Why? Why? How come? <laughs> right? And as a child, yeah. as you're either as you know, you're either gonna bring that curiosity out or you're gonna shut it down, which we mm-hmm. see a lot of. But it was why? How come? And why are you doing this? And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And yeah, curiosity. Awesome. Well, and I want to take a moment too, just to applaud like the joy and, and, and the gift that it was that you had parents who saw that in you and and helped you bring that out. Huge. Um, it was huge. And how great that huge. is, right? How great that is. Um, so what about now? Tell us a little bit more about your work now and what does it look like? Like, what do you, what do you specialize in? What, what moves you? Where's your passion in your therapy work? Yeah, that's a great question. Now it's a model called internal family systems, which I've really gravitated towards the past five years. It's mm. changed, changed my practice. I was doing, you know, a lot of um, talk therapy, if you will, which was effective. Um, I didn't find it to be as effective uh, I just kept hearing people talk and telling their stories and very much rooted in the story that they were mm. telling me about how they identified themselves. So I was seeking, I was in this place of exploration, how I was going to grow and learn. I really stumbled across internal family systems during a trauma workshop that I attended and it blew my mind. It blew my mind in terms of how effective it was in terms of understanding ourselves rather Mm -hmm. than just the story that we tell ourselves, one dimensional. Because internal family systems talks about the multiplicity that resides in all of us. Multiplicity of our parts, how we work, the younger parts of us, the current, the therapist part of me, the mother part of me, the daughter part of me, Mm -hmm. the administrative part of me, the people pleaser part of me. Um, all of it just goes on and on and on the endless parts that exist within all of us okay so is there like a way to kind of know specifically what those are like it seems like a lot of things how do you how do you put it together where it makes sense and it's simplified and I'm like oh okay now I'm living in this part or now I'm working on that part like what is that look like it looks like pausing it looks like (laughs) (laughs) oh no we have to be still again (laughs) all right it looks like pausing to create the space to know exactly what part you're in and we operate so much in just go 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 Mm -hmm. and these automatic places that we just go into so it really uses a lot of tools of mindfulness and breath Nice. and connectedness and curiosity and this when you get into those places then you're aware then we're creating the awareness to know what part is leading our system okay so let's talk about the parts what are the parts the parts are anything so this is different I, for each of us there actually there's not yeah. exactly a very very individualized i mean i need to give um this model which was created by dick schwartz and he created he started working a lot with um women who with bulimia and what he noticed was he people were saying the part of me that does this and the part of me that does that, which was absolutely different. You know, the part of me that caused women in this case was a lot of women in his studies that caused them to hurt themselves and harm themselves and with wanting to, you know, to binge and purge. So that's how he first started noticing Mm -hmm. when people would separate out from 
the, the person in the soul or the, the self soul, right. that I am versus a part of me that is calling me to do something to hurt myself. Interesting. Okay. So that just got an expansive model. And then, you know, for the place where I made so much sense to me, I studied family systems. So that family systems model where the external systems are such an integral part of how we live our life, this just turned it internal. So this became the internal world, the parts of you that do so much for us on every single day. They're wonderful. Yeah, you know, the sure. administrative systems that get your house clean, the parts of you that pick up your children, the parts of you that tell you, like, I'm a good person, or the part, the critic, or the part yeah. of us that says I'm a bad person and I'm not good enough, the shame parts. It just goes on and on. So as you're saying, Julie, there isn't one prescriptive way. It's just it's all of us have a very individualized set of parts. And is it like a little like when you start working with someone um you kind of identify what their main parts are so that they can stop in those moments and be like okay that is that part exactly exactly so that is my work with people and if the the deepest work we go in like really drop in is what i call it and do an internal meditation but before that it's just noticing how people are talking like who's running and the who's show. running the show who's leading your team and just bringing that awareness to people to understand that, oh, right, I do have so many different parts of us. And then people who, you know, who suffer with anxiety, depression, s- sadness, loneliness, despair, realizing that it is only one part and that there are so many mm, other that. parts so of beautiful. you that really work because we can get really tunneled. Like this is all of me all, yeah. all the time. I'm air quoting uh-huh. people like all the time, but it's not all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so much freedom when you can realize it's not all the time. And all of me. And all of me. You don't yeah, define I it as that. all of me and all the time. And you're like, whoa. S- that right there is such beautiful wisdom. Mm-hmm. Whatever right. we're experiencing is just a part of the entire being. So you said something earlier that really just keeps looping in my head and just wants to be talked about because I feel like the evolution of all of us in our work, and certainly you've had an evolution that brought you to about five years ago when internal family just landed for you and blew your mind in your words. Um, But you were saying how talk therapy, you just were listening to people's stories and their identification with their story. And it's almost like it was already a pointer of that, well, they were just speaking from one of their internal um, people. What yeah. are we calling them? Parts. People. Parts. People. Yeah. One of your, exactly. Um, and so you were probably already, like, before you found internal family, you were already cluing into the fact, like, wait a second, that's just one part of you that I'm listening to the story. Oh, my God, I love that. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's exactly right. The moment, and for me, in that moment of realizing oh, wait a minute, there's so much more. And for me, it was a profound shift when I was when I was getting divorced, realizing that the people-pleaser part of me mm-hmm. was devastated, that I was not making people happy with this decision. I was really not making, you know, there was so much fallout. People were so mad at me. There was so much shame. But there was another part of me, and I didn't have internal family systems language, but there was another part of me, and I would say that would be myself, my soul, my truest being, deeper knowing that I had to end this marriage in order to be the best version, the highest version of myself. So I didn't have internal family systems language then, but I noticed that I was constantly polarized with do this, do that, or you're not going to make people happen. They're not going to like you. They're not going to like you. And what that felt like was horrible. You know, it was a horrible awareness that this part of me 
And I can go on and on about what the parts do and how they protect us. They, you know, our parts really protect us from something deeper. And a that's deeper a deeper pain, a deeper, um, yeah, what would you call that deeper part? Oh, deeper vulnerabilities, vulnerability. deeper pains, deeper traumas, deep, you know, anything that's deeper in our parts are born to protect mm-hmm. us from other things. There's an incident that happens and your parts are so smart. It's just, you know, the wisdom of our bodies and souls are so smart that they come in and they're born and they start creating this part in yeah. order to protect you from some other pain. Mm. Yeah. So it becomes, it's a layering. It's a real layering effect when we really go into the, the deepness of these parts. Well, and it's amazing because we, we've all been around the block a couple of times, right? Like we've been living, we're all passionate about this kind of work, but for my own self and for people around me, friends and clients, it's so amazing when we get to that point where we realize that, that there is this thing and we have compassion now for how it has served us. Oh, and guess what? It's not really serving us anymore, right? Oh, yeah. That's and, 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 and I can only imagine, like, do you have um, instances where you, like, where you re- or see one of your clients, like, come to this, this place where, A, they're more aware now, and B, they can kind of um, transform, or what's the word? No, but what you just transcend. said, compassion. Transcend yeah, with okay. compassion, because the, the first place, that's a huge crossroad, if you will, if you can meet yourself with compassion versus criticism. Sure. Huge crossroad. Because yeah. the first place we want to do is criticize and say, we're bad, we're not good enough. And if you can meet yourself with compassion and say, wait a minute, I've been doing this because it's habitual, because it's a pattern that I'm just, I'm just the only way I know how to do it. Right. Am I open to, with, and that's with compassion and empathy. Those are the two key things versus critical of, I'm not doing this right and I suck. Yeah. 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 Well, what a gift mm-hmm. you are to your clients in that regard, because it's so important on our journeys. Yeah, absolutely. You so know. beautiful. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It really is. Can you go a little bit further into the breakdown of the internal family? What that, like, I've got a mom in me, a dad in me, a brother in me, a sister in me. Like, what does that look like? Is that what you mean? Yeah. You got a a mom, a dad, a sister. I mean, masculine, feminine energies, you know, that's often the identification. A warrior, a, um, you know, badass part of you that just takes over at all times. A A sad part, an anxious part. Um, there's, it just mm-hmm. an anger part. So the emotional parts are all parts too. And then chronological age parts, you know, there's a five-year-old, there's a 13-year-old, there's a seven, I mean, just goes on. There's a, you know, for a 35-year-old, it just keeps going in terms of two weeks ago, a part that could have shown up. So there's really no limit in terms of what the parts look like, but the internal family is yours, your internal family that shows up for you to guide you, to protect you, to to really guide you in this world in the way that it thinks it knows. Now we have, it breaks down until we have managers and protectors. And as you're saying, Mm. Julie, those ones that, those are the ones that are just ready to, to take care of and get stuff done. They have an agenda, they know how to do this. And they're the, they kind of lead the managers of, of your system. So a perfectionist ones, like, Ooh, those are big ones. I see a lot of when the perfectionist is running the show and they think they know best. Mm-hmm. So until you pause long enough to realize, as you were saying, oh, there's a different way to do this, your system is just going to go into those... Autopilot. Autopilot parts. This is what I know. Mm-hmm. This and is what I know. This is what I do. So we all have the same components. They just manifest at different levels. Totally. In each one of us do. Yep. And they show up differently depending on just your journey yeah. and what has brought you to, to, you know, to where you are. And, you know, if you may have mothering parts and caretaking parts and you may not be, you may not be a mother, 
right? But you're just sure. a caretaker and sure. you're just huge nurturer and you just, that's all you do. But understanding what that part does for you, that's the biggest, that's the curiosity. Back to the curiosity. curiosity. Be curious, be curious. What is this part doing for me? How is it serving me? Uh-huh. And usually when our parts are doing something they think they know best but when they're self-led and here's where the shift comes when those parts are self-led nurturing versus automatic pilot nurturing and caretaking it's a game changer yeah, right because yeah. you're you're caretaking my caretaking my people pleasing you know, she didn't have the awareness that like, wait a minute, what was she protecting inside of me? Mm-hmm. She was protecting something so great, which was being judged, the fear of being judged. I felt like if people didn't like me. If I wasn't good enough mm-hmm. for them, then they would judge me. So I would work like so hard, so hard to please people, make it all look good on the outside. And inside I was, I wasn't happy. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I love it. I love that we're dissecting one of them because that helps all of us understand the process more. And Mm -hmm. I think people-pleasing for a lot of listeners um, is such a huge archetype. It's such a huge place that we can go, especially as females. And healers. And healers. Yeah, females for sure. Um, So it's interesting because, you know, the way you describe it, I can very, very much speak to my version of people-pleasing. And my way of people-pleasing was it was the way that I gained connection. Mm. So it was a way that I felt connected and then thus felt love. So Perfect. it's a huge way that I was coming at life, mm-hmm. right? Love that. And for really, really, really um, important nice. and, um, you know, connecting to another human being that's like we're wired to do that. Yeah. And then also coming to a place in my adult life where you unravel the dysfunctional ways in which I'm doing that versus the functional um, anabolic ways in which I can rise with that Perfect. same exact Yep, that's exactly right. So that's the shift when you can do it with the awareness of self energy. And it's because it's beautiful intentions, right? You want in that connection. Its intention is to connect and that who doesn't want connection. But if we do it in a way that's not serving us because we're just so burnt out, then it's not actually giving us connection. It's giving us probably resentment or something else that we're just you know, feeling kind of growly about. Yeah. (laughs) So for our listeners. Just a little bit growly. (laughs) A lot, Rowley. (laughs) A lot. I've got a question, though. For our listeners, the people who are listening right now, how do they know? What is that key to be like, oh, Laura can help me. I'm feeling this. Like, how can I bring it to that next level? Like, what is that that they're feeling, they're sensing, or going on in their life that they're like, Yes, Laura can can help guide me through this. Mm, that's a great question. Um, I would say that understanding how like what, how often do you hear? I'm going to use the word growly. How often yeah. do you hear that growly part of you <laughs> that you don't speak? You you know, it's that internal place of of ugh, I'm unhappy. I'm yeah. not feeling what I'm supposed to be doing. I keep doing this. I'm doing this. That same Groundhog Day feeling, right? Got it. How yeah. am I? And they mm. just feeling like, why? Why is this not? Why am I not changing? Yeah. That or even just lost in anxiety and depression and those in stress, oh, right? Totally. Overwhelm or irritability when you're just lost in an emotion that's feeling too intense. Yes. Or too much. And too much. It's too much. It's just happening all the time. And you're just not, that's the curiosity. That's where if you have any curiosity about how to do things even a little bit different, even if you're life is going, you know, really well, but there's something that, you know, your soul is calling and you're like, how do I do this? What am I missing? 
um, that is where I think you can anyway, you know, you don't have to be in the depths of despair to, to come, you know, explore your internal work. And I think that when I see clients that come and, you know, they're really inspired to, to do things differently and they're not so depressed that they can't function, but they're, they're just on, you know, they want some shift. They're looking for something. They connect with something deeper and this soul work that, you know, that you guys are speaking to is how can I even pause to understand what is my soul work? And that brings me to my next question. So you had actually talked about your soul self, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? How does that come mm-hmm. in through all of this? Again, pausing, getting, yeah. <laughs> getting really, ju- it is a pausing and connecting with your breath and being connected in this way. And this is where we talk about internal family systems is the self energy. And when you have self energy and when you're connected and you're confident, and there's a lot of C words, creative, clarity, mm. um, there's, you're right here. You're right. And you're in flow. And you're in flow and you're present. You're really connected with either yourself or others. Right. That's when the soul is coming through. Yes. Presence. Presence. And everyone calls it something different. I say that that's where my soul is coming through, you know, with self, soul, spirit, you know, that for everyone there is, there's just, there's you in this place that you feel the deepest connection to yourself and compassion. There's a big, another C word, another C word, a beautiful C word, which is compassion and the curiosity to say, wait a minute, what's happening right now? How did I get here? Mm -hmm. And as soon as another part comes in to say, oh, wait a minute, you have to go pick up your daughter. Right, right. That takes me out of self and for the moment because I have to go do something else. Mm-hmm. So and then you could get in your car and be present with that, that part of what you're doing. Right. right. So then I can be a mother and I can yeah. be connected. And if I'm, a, if I'm in, and this is where what you were talking to, Julie, is this place of if I'm a self-led caretaker, a self-led mm-hmm. therapist, I can still, you know, my parts are awesome, right? Right. But they're just kind of hanging out next to me versus whoosh. Leading, mm-hmm. they're leading. As soon as a part takes over, and we call it hijacked in internal family system, <laughs> a part hijacks your system. I love that. Um, and all of a sudden, you're off and running, doing something else because you're you're just taken out of that moment. Perfect. So your work is also, you know, as we were saying, you know, these these moments that you're feeling, but also like, how do you just fall into yourself? How do you connect to yourself? How do you live through your soul and yourself in a stronger way? Absolutely. And how do you do that as a very individualized thing? You know, whether you connect with nature, whether you meditate, whether you do yoga, um, you know, sometimes conversations with, you know, deep, wonderful conversations, listening to podcasts, we just, you know, speaking about that, how to connect to those parts of us and what brings that out in all of us is very different. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it because Sylvia and I were just talking about how we want to start doing um, like three simple questions with every single podcast guest. And we're just talking all about like connecting to soul, connecting to self. And and we're curious, like, what are some of your personal favorites like for you to connect in and for you to feel present and aware and um, tapped? And drop in. Yeah. Drop in. A bath for me is one of my greatest places, you know, bath with candles and salts and just dropping into myself and the water element is huge for me water awesome. is a huge source of connection water moon energy the moon energy is a wonderful reminder that i'm like right i gotta pause i gotta pause i gotta pause mm. do you do the, moon ceremonies or your own personal moon ceremonies? i do my own yeah, personal like connection yeah, yeah I do and you're wearing moons. a moon yes i know yes the moon, moon is on. a wonderful yeah. reminder to me 
to pause and connect with myself. Mm. Creating time for in baths are, are another one. Yoga is, a, you know, mind-body connection is huge. And I would say that yoga was the mind-body place for me that kind of that blew me up in a way that allowed me to see things differently and get out of my intellectual brain. Love it. So those are definitely... Your top three, would you say? Yeah, I would say definitely yoga, the moon, and baths. <laughs> I love it. When did you start your spiritual journey? Ooh, that's a good question because spirituality um, it was a huge, it was a, you know, probably not until my 30, later 30s in the, I was much more rooted in who I was in terms of being Jewish and from the East Coast and New Yorker and like all of these uh-huh. things that identified me, my spirituality, I'd say I wouldn't, until I started really practicing yoga, it connected me to a higher mm. level source. And through, you know, through places in my time, losing friends, um, through death, I, oh, I felt more um, spirits connected mm-hmm. to me in those ways that got me, again, curious in terms of what is this? bigger than me what this bigger but not until my late I would say like mid 30s I love that I love that because a lot of people yep. listening are coming into this part you know and it's, just, it's all ages it's, it's a beautiful thing of like whenever whenever that just begins to flow mm-hmm. right whenever whenever it shows up um, so how do you begin your day and how do you end your day and all answers are um, fully accepted. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. On a perfect day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe Let's like an average day, day right? Most often. <laughs> um, beginning my day, well, I have my dogs that are usually the welcome committee into, in, into, <laughs> into my day. Um, but that is, you know, a gratitude is one of the things I've really been trying to practice. Love listening it. to a lot of these podcasts and people are constantly reminding, you know, that reminder of what am I grateful for and being grateful. So I've been trying, you know, that is something besides the, I'm not grateful for the dog breath that is coming on me in that moment. (laughs) So I shift, quickly shift to something that I'm grateful for, just being connected to my body and being grateful for my body and waking up and Mm -hmm. having my body accessible um, to me that it's healthy and that's a big thing as that's a big place where I start my day. Love it. Um, I often try I mean exercise and creating some sort of flow and energy in the, some part of my day is really, really important to me. Um, so I try and create that. Awesome. And ending my day is, um, is usually trying to connect, you know, whether that is with, you know, my daughter or friends or something in connection and maybe not. And when those aren't available because my, you know, my daughter's not around or friends aren't around or partner's not around, then myself, how can I connect with myself? Which is where a bath often comes in, in those mm. times is connecting with myself and just that reminder to come back to me every day. That slow down, that stillness again. Yes. And I'm just thinking, like, what a cool way to, to pre-bedtime to be in a bath. I mean, I'm not a bath taker, but now all of a sudden I'm like, oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll become a bath Maybe taker. Yeah, I am a bath I know. Taker. I wasn't a bath taker either until yeah. I had a daughter. And then that changed. She's 14 sure. now. But then I realized, like, wow, the elements of water, right. especially living in Denver, Colorado, we right. don't have that. Huge. Have you um, started tapping in at all to like adding crystals to the baths? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I get the, I mean, there's different crystals for different things. I have uh-huh. all sorts of different witchy women. I'm going to have to do a shout out to Soulshine. Um, awesome. Danny, who owns Soulshine, she does a lot of crystals and baths, um, you know, salts. salts. And, and Soulshine right over here? Yes, right here. On uh, 32nd, 32nd, 32nd in the Highlands. Highlands yes. Square. Oh, so yes. she does baths Dan- with like crystals inside of them. She d- and salts. And salts. Yes. Mm, and you just sprinkle it in. Yes. And then what happens to the crystals? Some of the crystals, dissolve. I mean, dissolve. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish you guys could see her, uh, Laura's face. Like, it just speaks to how, it speaks to how baths are, like, number one. Like, the joy that is, it, like, flying out of you as you speak about, like, the crystals in the bath. Oh, so good. And the water is so witness. nurturing for me. Yeah. It's so healing. Water is a huge healer for Did me. Did you used to live near the water? Uh, not in New York, closer. I was, I was a bit closer. I was going to say, my, both of our curiosity peaked at the same time. So yeah, like, why the water? Uh, the water is just, it's, I feel so held in water and the ocean. It just brings me in and I can feel the water and I can feel sunshine and I can feel the soul. You know, this, my highest self is when I'm just floating in salt water. Wow. I feel the same way. Mm. I'm very connected to water and to ocean and to that just energy. That feminine energy for me is very strong there, and I can really connect into who I am in that place. So mm-hmm. I hear you about the water. Yeah, and it can. It's a, it's a beautiful reminder again to pause and float and feel all the energies and the elements and the groundedness that it provides. And like even when you're on the beach, I'm so still there. Like if we're, we'll go to the beach, like I'll relax. I'll like me open too. a book, and I'm just like that's awesome. Oh, and the kids the are just playing. The exhale. The kids are playing in the ocean doing their thing and I'm just like oh. I'm, I'm here I've arrived. I've arrived I've returned yeah it's yeah, huge it. huge miss the ocean it. for sure well beautiful so yeah those are our fun questions that we're going to be asking everybody from here on out nice. just kind of cool to see what people are doing awesome so now tell us a little bit how people can get a hold of you like how can they find you and and tap into your brilliance oh thank you um they can find me my website, lauragoldsteintherapy.com. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm, my office is at 8th and Grant. I do 30-minute free consults to try to just see if there's a connection, which I think is really, really important. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. offering that consult is huge because, you know, finding someone that you can work with and connect with, it's, you know, I call it like a good pair of shoes. You know, not everyone is comfortable. So come and experience and be curious. And clients who come with like, hey, wait a minute, and have this curiosity yeah. and ask me a ton of questions because they know what they're looking for. And even if you don't know what you're looking for just being in the presence of someone to see if I can, you know, bring out a different level of, of curiosity within yourself. And I would say that's, that's how people can find me is through their website or, website. yeah. And you're Beautiful. also saying you're doing stuff online as well, right? Yeah. Perfect. Ter- yes, yes, yes. I definitely do stuff online if you're not located um, in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Definitely so can connect People can work f- with you from, from anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, I okay. do. I do phone sessions. I've done Skype. Um, there's so many different ways you can connect know, with right? people now. That's what I love about it now. It's like we're not Zoom. limited. Yeah, we're not limited. There's so many possibilities yeah. to tap into these incredible people from all over the world. Right, so right. That's wonderful. People yeah, and the connection is huge, right? You have yeah. to have the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the powerful C's. It is. Connection is part of that. Yeah. C. Great. Awesome. Um, anything else 
you want to leave our listeners with? Um, yes, I will. Nice. Um, vulnerability and not and that that piece of, of where and it's just it just can't, we didn't speak that the V word and I would typically say <laughs> vagina, but no, <laughs> the vulnerability is huge for in allowing this process to do to be able to okay. to unfold is is and what happens to us as humans when we're vulnerable. Brene Brown, of course, one of my heroes in terms of bringing this to the forefront around that connection is really the place uh, that allows for vulnerability um, and that and how we fear it and just noticing that within ourselves as like what makes me vulnerable doing this podcast, like making my pushing myself in these places like this is a place of vulnerability for me and it's huge and it always has success but the discomfort of vulnerability and I just want people to understand that we all have it right like even as it is so common and if we can sit in it long enough to know that there's going to be productivity at the end of it (laughs) right that vulnerable place that tells you to get out get out get out try and stay in it just long just long enough to have a different experience. I love that it. is so beautiful. Thank you. What a gem to leave us yes. with. Thank Seriously. You. Thank you. Well, wonderful. Again, just love the conversation. Yeah. Really excited about the work that you're doing. I love all the different parts and pieces of it and how you can really be a catalyst for change for a lot of people or just honing in and diving into what can help them be their best. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Laura. Bye, everybody. Bye.